All right, hello and welcome to Fight Picks with the Pros. My name is Garrett Marchesano, and today we're going to review four fights on the upcoming UFC Fight Night featuring Anthony Lionheart Smith versus Ryan Superman Spam in the main event. Today I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Chris Holds It Down. Me? Holdsworth. Oh, me. Uh, That's right, let's go. Introducing Fight Picks with the Pros. Brought to you by FanDuel. All right, first fight we have up is Joaquin Buckley coming in as a minus 220 favorite against Antonio Arroyo, coming in as a plus 176 dog. So interesting matchup. We got Joaquin, 12 and 4, 9 TKOs, 3 subs. And for most of the people listening or watching, you know that he had one of the greatest UFC knockouts of all time. Yeah. When he threw a front that left kick. Jumping back sidekick to the dome that just ko'd him <laughs> yeah delayed ko on top of all that so guy grabbed his left leg he spins backwards with his right leg and ko's the guy um so that was a huge huge win for joaquin his last fight was out in abu dhabi i was actually uh, lucky enough to be there watching him fight um unlucky for him he did get a ko loss for that and the ufc was really hyped around him of course they ran that promo probably ten thousand times for like a month after when he got that highlight ko and so of course they want to see other good things from him you can't really show a ko of a guy once he gets ko'd the hype is gone so i know dana was uh was hyped on this guy being a ko type guy and, and really growing in the division unfortunately it didn't work out in his last fight so now he's kind of has to build himself back up again um, and it's kind of hard when you're coming off the KO over the year. The whole UFC matchmaker, Sean Shelby, was so high on him, and I see them all talking to him at Abu Dhabi, and let's say, you know, after he lost, no one was talking to him. So talk about Joaquin Buckley and kind of that, that side of things, Chris. Yeah, that's the messed up part of, uh, you know, mixed martial arts and, and the fight game is that it's the highest highs. When you're doing well, everybody wants to be your friend. Everyone wants to take pictures. And then when you're not doing so well, it's like crickets, you know. You got to actually ask people for stuff, you know. Like you're waiting, like people are like handing you like yeah. opportunities, like they're like giving you sponsorship, like giving you things to wear. And you lose, like it's just like where's everybody at? But to me, that really, you know, shows you like who who's really down for you, um, you know, who's got yeah. your back, because those real people, your family members, your teammates, your friends are going to be the ones with you win or lose. Yep. So, of course the UFC is not your, you know, friend or family, their business. So like, you know, you do w real well and you don't do real well, they're they're like, "All right, on to the next yeah. one. Let's go to the next one." And I saw that with him too. Like they pump pump pumped after that backside kick KO. And yeah. then when he got KO'd, like I just asked you, I was like, "Where's he been?" Yeah, because yeah, like right. they were pumping him so much, there he was in our our face so much. Like, I was kind of wondering, I was like, where did Joaquin Buckley go? Yeah. But I forgot he got KO'd and then probably took some time off and reevaluated things. But we both know he's got, you know, tremendous KO power. You know, he's got nine TKOs in, in, in his career. So he can definitely finish you w w with hands or kicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so get this stat, Chris. He's five inches shorter with a three inch, inch reach advantage. I saw he has long arms for being a shorter guy. He has that Sometimes kind of that's time. the way it works out. Yeah. Like, for me, it, it's weird. Like, I'm super tall for my weight class. 
but I feel like most of my range was in my legs. Like, mm. like I have longer legs than people that are my height. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. It's weird. Like, I, I have a decent size, like, upper body, but I think my legs are just, like, extra long. I can see that. The <laughs> They're, like, two it. inches too long. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should be, like, 5'8", but my legs just kept growing. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> How tall are you, Chris? I'm like six foot, five eleven and a half. I tell a lady six foot. Yeah, yeah, you know, they like to hear Give that me an extra foot. inch, it never hurts. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I figured you push it. Okay, so that's Joaquin Buckley. On the other side, we got Antonio Arroyo. And he's nine and four, four TKOs, four subs. So he's kind of rolling with that kill or be killed mentality. Um, he's lost his last two in the UFC. Matter of fact, he is 0-2 in the UFC. Um, so... To me, you know, I've seen this before with matchmaking with Sean Shelby, you know, it is what it is. They, they, For the most part, they go, you know, the best fights the best is the mentality of the UFC. But what they don't tell you is sometimes uh, on the bottom end of the card or prelims, they do have some guys who they build up. Okay, you see it with Sean O'Malley. You see it with these other guys that they want to give them fights that they're more likely to win. I think this is what's going on with Joaquin Buckley. Antonio coming in with two straight losses. Nine and four. Joaquin is a heavy favorite for a reason. This is a good matchup for him. I think this is going to be an easy win for Joaquin. I think he's going to take out a unanimous decision or get a vicious KO finish. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking about this matchup and your official pick? I think uh, Antonio is going to try to take Joaquin down. Like if if I was Antonio, I would try to get the takedown, use my grappling, and take away Joaquin's power. Like the dude can strike and he hits hard, yeah. and anytime I mean, that's the scenario, I'm trying to take that out of his, out of his, out of his strength, out of his game. So, uh, you know, Antonio needs to try to work some of his grappling, and you know, take this fight to the mat. But you know, Buckley's got a hundred percent takedown defense. Yeah. You know, if I'm reading yeah, that correctly, yeah. uh, that, that's pretty crazy. So, good luck to Antonio trying to take you know Joaquin down with with that good of a. Uh, takedown defense and another thing buckley has is his athleticism Dude. i think that's another reason why he's so hard he's to take ripped. down he's like a cat man he bounces and he just right back up like and so, shorter with those long yeah, arms shorter yeah. long arms yeah. and that and joaquin is freaking ripped out of his mind yeah yeah so I, I i think joaquin probably learned from this last loss took some time off he got better with taking that time off uh he's gonna come in here with it with something to prove and I think he's going to get the second round uh, TKO. I like it. I'll go officially TKO too. So we'll both go Joaquin Buckley by TKO. All right, let's move on to the next one. We've got Ion, the Hulk, Kudalaba. Tried my best. Minus 150 <laughs> favorite. Coming into the underdog, Devin Brown Bear Clark. That's a great name. Plus 122 dog. That flat top. Look at that thing. <laughs> oh, the highs. <laughs> So let's start with Ion. We know this is the guy who comes in, fully paints his entire body in green. And when I say fully, he gets behind his ears, in his hair. I love it. His whole body, yeah. his armpits, everything. So he fully... Uh, he's, what do you think he uses? I don't know. I was thinking about that because like, it's not... Some sort of body paint? Some sort of body paint that's yeah. usually washable, washed off because yeah. he is like... It's got to be body heavy, paint, yeah. Heavily covered. You know, he's 15 and 6, 12 TKOs, two subs. His last fight in May was a draw. You know, he's fun to watch. He brings the antics, he brings the energy. Um, he's 4 and 5 and 1 in the UFC with that um, recent draw. He's a Sambo Judo kick, 
judo kickboxer type guy. So um, Russia, Ru- Ru- do you know if he's from Russia or where's the MMA factory at? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he could be from Russia. Every time I, I see Sambo, I think. I Russian, think yeah, right? no, for sure. He looks kind of Russian to me. So MMA factory. We'll just say he's uh, from Europe somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's he's somewhere, somewhere around there. But he's facing Devin Clark, who comes from Jan- Jackson Wink, who actually is another guy who had a lot of hype behind him until he lost to Anthony Smith. Oh, I remember that one. And that was a while ago. So he's he's had almost a lot of time off. I wonder maybe it's because of the COVID times or it could be an injury, something like that. He's 6-5 and five in the UFC. Um, he's a well-spoken guy, works hard, great grappling. Um, I liked him in the hype coming into Anthony Smith fight, and I, I think he probably was most likely my pick. So this is a good good matchmaking fight. I like it. I like Devin Clark as a bigger guy for the division. So I'm leaning towards Devin on this one. I'll think about what my official method of victory will be. Chris, what are your thoughts on this fight? Uh, yeah, I like I like the the Hulk dude. He comes in and he, and he fights every time. Yeah. He comes out and he swings for the fences every time. Um, and I'm a I'm a I'm a Hulk guy. I like I like <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> so when go. I saw that, I was like, I'm automatically rooting for the green guy. Um, but Devin Clark, you know, is no slouch. He's 11 fights in the UFC. He's got the experience. Um, it looks like he's very involved and vocal for, you know, advocating people with Down syndrome. Do you know if cool. he's got family or kids? I'm not maybe? sure. It could be. Uh, Jeff, can you scroll yeah. down a little bit? Anyways, that's super cool that, you know, he's, he advocates that. Um, you know, training with, well, John uh, Jackson's, I, I wonder... Because everybody that trains with Jacksons has a different kind of deal. You know what I mean? Like, I know they have different coaches and, and trainers there, and not everyone trains with Greg. Not everyone trains oh, with okay. Winkle John. Yeah. Because I'm sure those guys have a busy schedule, right? And they train yeah. with like a lot of the guys. So I wonder if he has, like, those guys in his corner or if not. But either way, Jacksons is a great, great uh, team. They've been around for so long. So I'm sure they got him uh, – you know, polished up pretty good. I think uh, I think Hulk is going to get in here yeah. and, and, and bring it to Devin. I don't see what uh, his last fight, Devin's last fight was versus Anthony yeah. Smith in November. That's I remember that one. I think Hulk's going to come in and, and, and put the pressure on him and, and probably win a decision. He's just going to have a little bit more aggression, a little bit more pressure. And, and land the better shots. I think he'll he'll edge out a decision on this one. Yeah, what I like about going for his side is that two of his recent L's are against Jared Cannonier and Glover Teixeira, who you know right now are two of the top mixed martial Bro, artists. Oh yeah, he's in the good, world. man. I'm telling you, like I've I've seen him fight. So I give him a little credit there. That yeah, he's four and five in the UFC, but God, that two hundred five light heavy division is is just killers in there left and right. Same with Devin Clark, though, and he's sneaky. I like the attitude better of the Hulk rather than Devin, who's more, like, composed and soft-smoking and polite guy. But I like Devin in the lead-up. He let me down. I'm going to go against you on this one. I'm going to go Devin Clark. I think he's going to find a way to get a ground-and-pound finish. I'm going to go Devin Clark oh, nice. by TKO. Okay. And you're going the Hulk. I'm going, I'm going the Hulk by decision. By decision. Okay. Actually, let me pull that back and say Devin Clark by decision. He only has three TKOs out of his 12 wins. I think he's going to squeak out the, the decision. 
got that one. All right, second to last fight we'll review today. We got Jim Miller coming in as a minus 110 favorite, actually, it's an even money line versus Nicholas Iron Mota. So, Jim Miller, longtime veteran, 32 and long 16. Longtime veteran. Four TKOs, 18 submissions. He did lose his last fight in April. He's 21, 15, and 1 in the UFC. He's got a... 37 fights in the UFC? Does anyone have more fights than him? I don't think so in the UFC. There can't be, man. I know... uh, I know Cerrone Cerrone has like 22, but... Elkins has 24. No, yeah, I think Jim Miller for sure. Yeah, he's got a... He might be everyone beat. Oh, this will... His next fight is the UFC record for his 38th fight. Most fights in the UFC. Oh. Lightweight division, most bouts, 33. Most sub wins, nine. So he holds records. I love guys that have just been through everything, fought pretty much everybody, and hold yeah. records at the end of their career. Yeah, he's he's piling them up for sure. So then you got Nicholas Mota, who's coming in. This is an up-and-comer, 12-3, and three, eight TKOs, four decisions. He's on a three-fight win streak, coming from Dana White's Contender Series. And so... This is his UFC debut against a guy who has the most UFC appearances of all time, so that's interesting. Could be a lot of pressure on him. This is a hard one. I've always been a fan of Jim Miller, and as of late, I've always been rooting for him to pull out that submission because he has 18 subs in his in his lifetime. I think he's going to pull it out. This is this is tough. I know, Chris, you like to veer towards the younger up-and-comer. Um, you know, has age on his side. What what are your thoughts? What what's the mindset of Jim Miller coming to this fight? It's like clockwork to him. Thirty eighth time doing it. It's another fight for him. It's even. This is an even fight. So a lot of the odds makers are looking at his skill set, the other guys, and saying eh, it could go either way. What's his mentality coming to the fight compared to Nicholas's? I think you know, like he's got the experience on the side. He's got the confidence. He's got knowing that he's been through everything he's seen everything that what can you know nicholas bring to the table that he hasn't seen besides you know being a little bit younger and probably you know not having as many injuries and stuff and another thing people don't know about jim miller is he was fighting lyme disease like these past like the this whole i don't know how long he's had it but when i listened to him on rogan's podcast like it was really it was really like hurting him and bothering him he couldn't couldn't fight at his full potential, couldn't train at his full potential, and he was still like getting in there and fighting guys when he when he was had like full blown Lyme disease. Crazy. Um, and you get that from like ticks. You get that from like ticks oh, biting okay. you. So he you have no control over getting Lyme disease and you can just get it. Well That's nutty. Yeah. And he's been around for so long, he's seen everything. He's got submissions, he's got KO and TKO wins. I don't see Nicholas doing anything to Jim that he hasn't seen. Um, you know, I think Jim is gonna, you know, make it his fight. I think he'll take Nicholas down and, you know, end up submitting him. Okay. And on the other side with Nicholas, we got his 12 wins. He has eight TKOs, four decisions. So this guy does not like to go to decision. He's got that killer be killed mentality, obviously. I like Jim. I've been pulling for him in quite a few fights. I've uh, wagered on him and, you know, he's let me down once or twice. So this time I'm going Nicholas. <laughs> I think uh, he's going to find a way to get the win. And I'm going to say he's going to go, he's going to have that adrenaline running on his UFC debut. 
He's a kill or be killed guy. He's got a good win streak going. I think he's going to get the TKO win against Jim Miller. All right. I got Jim Miller by submission. You got TKO by Nicholas. Let's go. There you go. It's time for the main fight pick of the evening. All right. Let's get it on. The main event, we got Anthony Lionheart Smith versus Ryan Superman Span. Anthony Smith is coming in as the minus 188 favorite. Span's coming in as the plus 152 dog, according to FanDuel. So, interesting bout. We know the longtime veteran, Anthony Smith, 35 and 16, 19 TKOs, 13 subs. I like his demeanor. I like the way he talks. Humble guy. He looks like, you know, he could. You, a guy you don't want to bump into in a club or anything, but when you talk to him, he's actually soft-spoken, polite, nice guy, so it's pretty fascinating. Coming off of two straight wins, the guy we just c- talked about, uh, Devin Clark, was one of those wins. Crute was the other one who I had picked against him, and Crute is just a beast, so great win by Anthony Smith. On the other side of the table, we've got Ryan Spann, who's 19-6, and six, 5 TKOs, 11 subs, and he had his last fight in March, which he won. He's 5-1 and one in the UFC with four finishes, what the UFC has to love. He's got a three-inch reach advantage. And the way I see this fight, Chris, is Ryan Spann is all about fighting right now. He's about his camp. He's about talking shit online. Uh, he's about all about this matchup. Anthony Smith, He's again, he's coming off two wins, consonant pro, but he signed a new you know, commentating deal, and he's doing commentating, and I see him doing other stuff on social media where he's doing some like vlogs. And the only thing I worry about is, is he all in on this fight? He's going against a killer in Ryan Spann, and he's still coming in as a favorite. I just hope he doesn't pull back at all. I know he's a pro. He's done this many times. He has nearly you know, over 40 fights. Uh, so initial reaction from you, Chris, when you see Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann, what are you thinking? You know, I'm, th- I'm thinking a guy like Anthony, he's fought for the belt. You know, he's fought all the tough guys in the division. You know, a guy with, you know, 50, over 50 mixed martial arts fights. Um, you know, is he fighting to get back to the belt? You know, is he, what are his goals? I haven't heard, like, I haven't heard anything from, like, hey, I'm trying to fight to get back for the belt. Have you heard that? Or is he just kind of no. taking one fight at a time? I think he's taking it one at a time. Yeah, and I respect that as well. He's doing good in the commentating stuff. But, you know, this Ryan Spann guy has kind of flown under the radar. Like, I've seen him fight yes. a couple times, but now th- this promo, he's really talking. Like, he's talking a lot of trash, and I like it. He, yeah, it's good. He's talking really well, too. I'm like, man, where'd this guy come from? <laughs> you know, he's got he's got some good promo skills. But 5-1 in the UFC, and it's cool to see people who have, you know, five or plus fights in the UFC that no one really knows about, and they're finally starting to get love. First made so, event, and that just tells you like you gotta, you gotta put in the work, and you gotta get your respect in the fight in the fight world. If you don't, like you're never gonna you're never gonna get those big fights. So you gotta get wins number one. Um, you gotta bring some sort of entertainment. You gotta bring eyes on to your fights number two, because like you're not gonna get any opportunities or big opportunities if you can't do that. You know the UFC is really big on how many followers do you have, how many people are gonna watch you fight. Do you spike the needle? Kind of thing. Yeah. No, um, yeah. Right. So he's fighting, uh, you know, fighting out of Fortis MMA, Ryan Spann. He's got some, got some oh, good guys. Good. Um, forget, I always forget the guy's name. Uh, Sahid or what's the coach's name out of, out of Fortis? I don't know. I think it's Sahid or something like that. Well, anyways, 
I think Smith is the, the, the vet and he's really well rounded. I, I think Span's gonna come out and try to keep it keep it standing. Um, yeah. Even though Span's got you know a, a pretty good yeah. Look at that; it's wild. Thirteen subs, subs for Smith and eleven subs for Span in twenty five fights. Yeah, yeah. So this might be pretty even on the ground. Then is Span a black belt? I don't. Why? Wow, no, uh, I don't think yeah, so. we yeah. usually so, list it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I want I want to see Anthony Smith uh, play it smart. Use the footwork in the beginning. You know, Span's going to come out trying to knock his block off. Yeah. That's what I, from, from watching Span, that's kind of what, you know, it looked like to me. It comes out really explosive, trying to finish you. Um, but Anthony's a, a vet, and he's going to be able to, I think, weather the storm and, and end up getting a submission win later in the fight. Okay. You So you're an Anthony Smith by submission. <sighs> yeah. I'm going Ryan Span by submission. Damn. I think it's going to be a brawl, and it could be finished on the feet. Both these guys like to stand, and they're the type of guys that once they're standing, you're like, okay, you're not going to take me down. You're not going to take me down. Oh, okay. And they yeah. just kind of make it a boxing match for the rest of the fight. I think I think Span's going to catch him, and then Anthony Smith is really hard-headed, hard to put away, tremendous heart. I think he's going to take it, then take it to the ground and finish him after that, after he's already hurt him on the feet. That's a good call. I can see that. I hope, you know, I hope uh, that doesn't go that way because, you know, I, I want to get that get that call out. But I think with the experience, I don't think Span, unless Span hurts Anthony bad, he's not going to submit him, in my opinion. Okay, okay. Uh, this, is, this is a good fight. I like this matchup. I think it's going to be close. And so we'll see what happens. You're going Anthony Smith by submission. Yes. I'm going Ryan Span by submission. We'll see what happens. Let's check out, before we wrap the show, let's check out the odds and see if anything pops out at you. The FanDuel odds here. We got Anthony Smith by KO is at plus 200. Span by KO is at plus 550. That might be good, actually. I, I can see I can see that, maybe. Like, Jeez, so maybe uh, Anthony Smith is a hard time getting put away. Anthony S Smith by decision, plus 300. Anthony Smith by sub is plus 600. Damn. So he must have not had a sub in a while. That's why they're putting that. And Ryan Spann by sub is plus 500. So, man, this is an interesting one. Spann by poise is plus 600. So the odds makers think that the most likely outcome is Anthony Smith to get a KO win. That is pretty wild because Spann is a hard guy to put away. Yeah. So that is interesting. I like Span by KO at that plus 550. That might be my lock. Okay. We'll see what then, happens. Yeah, and I, my lock's going to be – yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll skip the parlay for this week. I think that'll be a wrap on the show. Thanks for watching, everybody. This is Fight Picks with the Pros brought to you by FanDuel. Please like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening out there in podcast world. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Hello, everyone. Bruce Buffer here. Thank you for watching the MMA Surge YouTube channel. We hope you enjoyed this video. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified when we upload next.